The D&D Beyond Player App places your Dungeons & Dragons characters into the palm of your hand. Access your character sheets and browse their stats, even when you're offline. Choose your spells and actions to master your class and plan your next turn. Track hit points, spell slots, conditions and features to make playing D&D smoother than ever before. This is beyond pen and paper. This is D&D Beyond. I love you, Will. I love Will Hello. more. <laughs> and Hello. And welcome to a brand new episode of Silver and Steel, our very own homebrew campaign right here on D&D Beyond, D&D 5th edition, of course. Welcome. We're so excited to spend this week with you and uh, see what adventures our players get into. But first, let's introduce who our players are. B Dave, take it away. We've got a new overlay. I'm now noticing that. <laughs> we we have a new overlay. Ironically enough, I was busy pulling up chat to say hello to chat, and now I'm saying hello to chat. So hello, chat. B Dave Walters, I say words about things. I'm somewhere seven days a week in here today. I am playing freely, the luckiest boy in the whole world, who, by the way, I should say now, is available now in Idol Champions. You should go and play because he'll make the game and your experience so much better because he's a sweet boy. Eh. A like Avery way overdoes it in Idol Champions. He gets all big and everybody gets small and it's like uh, Avery. That was the meeting. We were literally were like, okay, what's what are the biggest a-hole powers? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's mission accomplished. But hey, making yeah, everyone gonna, small. Yeah, there you go. Making yeah. yourself big and then making like 20 of you. Yep, yeah, we got it. we got it covered. Yeah, you can have Avery and Freely on your side. And yes, I'm done talking. <laughs> Lauren. Hi, I'm Lauren. I'm the community manager for D&D Beyond. I have both Averin and Freely in in my formation. And Briv, I have them all because I like to collect them all because it's Idol Champion. It's awesome. Uh, I'm not <laughs> playing any of those characters. I'm playing Callie, the Warforged Rogue, who just wants to save her father. That's <laughs> so wholesome. Todd? I can't really follow up that. Uh, I am the creative manager at D&D Beyond. And Yay! also I play Averin all the time on every in every game system, on every planet, apparently, and on and every stream. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, continue. <laughs> that's how, well, that's what I had. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I like cut you off. I feel bad. No, you cut <laughs> off me saying that's all I had. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes me feel better about it. And last but not least, Megan. I really like this overlay, by the way. I'm Megan Kenrick. I'll be playing a level five alchemist artificer, and I have crab leggies. Crab legs. Crab legs. A giant chain of them. Mm. And I am that bronze girl, your DM for today. Yeah, can't wait to see what our players get into. But first, uh, we've got some amazing fan art, right? Yes, Let's yes, take we a do. Look at it. Yeah, look at this. Uh, oh my gosh, Daisy! It was Daisy. inevitable. We, we need more thirty percent more mucus. Thirty percent more mucus, at least. <laughs> at least. I, yeah. I don't know. You lesser restorated her, so maybe she won't have the snotty nose anymore. I don't, I don't like, know. I feel like it's what? a fixture. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe mm -hmm. maybe that her snot will become like uh, sentient and like her her uh, her uh, you know pack to the chain familiar. Or I, th something. I think yeah. we all know that when Daisy ends up in Idol Champions, and she will, Daisy snot <laughs> is going to be one of the items that sort of like levels up over the course. Maybe of the she can conjure oozes. That would be cool. Like a can like conjure a gelatinous cube or like that's a exactly what I was thinking. That, right, Uzomancer. Mm -hmm. Is that oh, what she levels? I've, I've wanted Uzomancer for so long. Right, it could be like Gooigi from <laughs> from Gooigi. Luigi's Mansion. You know, she could like create a second ooze version of her, kind of like an Echo Knight, but a hundred percent more disgusting. You kiss, like yeah. No, you know what? You know what? 
you've got some pull with the person that runs this game. I feel like all of those <laughs> things should happen. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I have done design work on a subclass that has not been released that involves ooze. I will confirm that. Ooh. <laughs> I uh, watch. She's going to respec into Echo Knight, except it's going to be Ooze Knight. When she's going to have ready. a shadow version of her that's made out of snot that does a strike every time she strikes. When she's ready thing. to retire her her crab mount, she I've will have from, an ooze mount at the I've ready. It'll be great. I've said from the beginning that she's the actual last boss, or we are actually the last bosses, and she's going to defeat us. Either way, the con- Either confrontation way. is inevitable. It'll yes. be a nice switch when Jasmine is fighting us, and like one of us is DMing, and like, and like that's the turnaround. That's the big surprise end, everyone. To some <laughs> steal. It's like, yeah, it's Daisy has to murder and all uh, of us. And yet and we'll like, still all be rooting for Daisy. Exactly. We're like coming <laughs> I'll to I'll be you rooting September. for Daisy. Yeah, We're coming to give- September 2021, all yeah. of us versus Daisy. <laughs> It's like she Batman has some leveling up to do. <laughs> we have faith in her. It'll be great. Yeah. She has been she 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 has been pretty active, as you've noticed from her shenanigans and her chicanery in the background. She has a she has something you guys don't have, which is um Ch- a, a, chicanery. A, I was gonna say a baby's energy. <laughs> you know? Like she's oh, a kid shit. and she has kid energy. So she's just like, you know, the type of person that complains when they have to take a nap. Whereas like I feel like we're all the type where it's like I wished I could take a nap. <laughs> Always. But when we were a kid and you had mandatory nap time, or your parents made you take a nap, you'd be like, I don't want to take a nap. And now I'm like, what is that emotion? I felt that at one point. I was <laughs> mad about taking a nap. That's a the thing. Na- the nap is the reward now. That is true. Right? Now someone's like, you need to take a nap. I'd be like, yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I miss second sleep. I, I miss waking up and then like, oh, I'm going to go to sleep. Like, oh, anyways, yeah. oh, I can't do that now. Yeah, no, that's the best part is nice. falling back asleep. Yeah. I would set my alarm to wake me up so I could fall back asleep. That's how weird I was about it. All right. Wow. It is now it is it is a good feeling. Responsibilities. Now you have my alarm doing that for you Thank five, you. six times every morning. So you're welcome. And you give me like the coffee and then I'm just like terrible influence. Are you a snoozer, <laughs> Megan? Uh yes. See, a chronic I, snoozer. I was a chronic snoozer my entire life. I can sleep through anything. And the thing that fixed it, and it just fixed it, was I read when it was like, if you're having trouble snoozing, just tell yourself that if you hit the snooze button, you're starting the day off on a loss. You're starting the day off on a defeat. Because you oh, were man. like, I'm getting up. Oh, and the that's clock hardcore. Goes off oh, and that's like, that's a good point because I'm way too wow. competitive to be losing that early in the day. There it is. There it is. That is the only thing that ever helped me was that idea. Yep. Yeah, you just nope. put it in Overwatch terms heart. for. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to take that to heart because I'm one of those people that sets four alarms, but I I want to wake up on the first one, but the fourth one's the one I know I have to wake up on. So I know if I need to wake up, that I will wake up on the fourth one. Mm-hmm. But I still find myself snoozing mm-hmm. the first one. But if I was like, no, doing this is defeat. Just imagine one of those neck beards being like, you can't even get up. You're just a girl. And you'll Ew. be like, challenge accepted. <laughs> Wake up in the morning. Not to that play devil's advocate, you, you can't but every get time up. you no. hit the snooze button. <laughs> you can get, just you can't get rage. up. Rage. I'm just going to wake up early and mad now. <laughs> As you check your Twitter hate feed in rage. bed. <laughs> Megan's going to wake up and be like, get your own damn coffee, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Your hate has made you powerful. Good. 
Has anyone ever tried um, Clocky, the clock with wheels that runs away no. when its alarm goes off? I wonder no. if it works. No, that, that, no. It sounds terrible, but I wonder if it works. No. Chasing a clock around to get it to stop blaring at you? <laughs> I'd probably just throw it out the window, to be honest. Yep. It would be it would be me throwing money out the window, literally. I, oh, I realized no. we made this. Did Lauren even get to say her hellos? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. We all got our hellos. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then okay. Continued right. to talk. It was great. Well, those are our sleeping habits, everyone. Uh, <laughs> can we uh, offer you up a long rest, or do you need? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. True. Before we get into the game, does anyone want to recap what happened in our last episode for the audience? Crabs, crabs, <laughs> and Kelly's dead. We all got crabs. Kelly's dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got crabs. Yeah. The rest of you, Daisy, and I got crabs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A, f- a fresh new crab mount. What did you name her again? I forget now. Click clack. Click clack. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not trying to bring her down underground with us. Uh, I, I, I let her go, but she's click clack. Mm-hmm. This is this is a character who's named Freely. So I figure click clack is what comes out of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's how I live, Freely. And that is exactly <laughs> where our adventurers are going into into a cavern, into a giant sea cavern to be exact um one that you know in which the water level tends to rise and recede that's something that callie has made you all aware of sometimes the water uh got as high as her chest when she was in there um that might be a problem for the smaller members of the party yeah um, that's a uh, problem sounds problematic yeah mm-hmm. which yeah is more ironically- so than the bigger members of the party that ironically includes me, as Callie is only like five two. She's not a very large yeah. warforged, so it's Freely and I. <laughs> so if it came up to my chest, like Freely's in a lot of trouble. Yeah, so yeah. Freely, Freely's pretty big for a halfling, but I still think he's like four nine though. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I am. Uh, so I did. I did cast the. Uh, everyone got a plus ten bonus to their stealth, and I believe yes, yep. you passed. Uh, pass passed without, without trace, trace, and you also <clears throat> used blessing of the trickster. To give you advantage on stealth checks. To specifically um, Callie, actually. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Let me make so I am a, so benevolent. And also, I will, will be willing to put freely on my back. Uh, okay. Yoda style. And, and if worst case scenario, we do still have some of that weed that the three of you can eat. Listen, mm-hmm. that's what we we're calling it. That this, this is what it is. breathe water for an hour. So if things yeah. get really bad, there's a backup plan. It's, mm-hmm. it's air weed. Well, and the reason is going to carry me. And the reason we're venturing into these caves is because of a very mysterious communication Callie got from her father. And I believe our ma- marching order was Callie, Sophias, Averin, and Freely. Yep. And I do have the psychic link up. So okay. we are chatting psychically. Did you want to short rest before you went inside? Did we do yes, that? Oh, I thought we'd already done that after I, the I have... fight. We did not, so. but uh, okay. I've got some concern that the tide's going to come in and that cave is going to be flooded. So do we have time for a short rest? I look I at mean, the moon. I mean, I look at the person who's been here. Sophia, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not really in tune with the tides or anything. Have you, do you know if, I mean, you collect sea urchins and all that gross stuff. Uh, it but, looks like if we go into this cavern, there's a really good chance that we may drown, even though Freely is on top of Avon's shoulders, there's not going to be any air. <laughs> Could I make a survival check to see if I know how, how <laughs> long we got till the tide comes in? That is a big old 16. <laughs> 16's good enough. Yeah. You look at the time of day, and you surmise that, yes, you do have time for a short rest. However, it occurs to you, uh, as it gets darker, it's going to be more difficult to make your way 
into the caverns. You'll have to come up with some pretty good solutions for light. Glowing sword. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I still do have my my hooded lantern, so we we <laughs> do have non magical light sources as well. Although, and I guess Callie will say this: this won't work underwater. Well, yeah. If we if we need to take a little break, let's let's take it now because I think who knows what's going to happen once we get underground. Mm-hmm. It is going to be a mm-hmm. long journey, so best not to rush and be careful. I'd rather <clears throat> arrive safely than very injured or one of you having suffered something calamitous. Mm. Well, I just like sort of like sit down and kind of like pull my boots off and splash my feet a little bit in the tide pool. I'm like, this is like really nice. I didn't even know this was here. Like the only thing I've seen at this part of the world is, you know, awful weridile monster things. And I'm like, this sure is nice. I'm playing with hermit crabs. So Fias is cooking crabs. <laughs> is anybody uh, hungry? Not the ones I'm playing with, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping my not, baby boys away from you. Not all of them. I I stop and I make sure click clacks a long way off before yeah, absolutely eat some crab. <laughs> well, hopefully she doesn't head back towards the crab traps. Yeah. Okay. Does mm-hmm. anybody need to roll any hit die? We good? I don't think I was hurt. I was, but, I, but Avrin managed to heal me, which uh, Avrin. So is this just what you do now? Were you not able to do this before? Uh, call it a, a personal choice. Uh, so no, I, I, yeah, I, I could, I could, and then I couldn't, and then I could again because I'm angry. So yeah, I'm back to it. Okay. Don't get used to it. Yeah, you know he probably could have helped and didn't, and then when he gave some of his power away, that's true. And then he got some of it back. Now, like, nah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And oh, then like, I... free, like after Freely's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Very much looks at Avery like, I'm... yeah, no, I'm sure it's okay. I'm so sorry if you got some of your power back. Does that mean you've lost one of your warlocks? No. Okay. That's good then. I thought that this was supposed to be a good thing and I was worried for a moment that we were celebrating something that was actually bad. No, I was trying to be a hero and then I, then I realized, you know what? Why? Why be a hero? Yeah, that, that's, that's the opposite of what you're supposed to take from all of this. Like all the stuff we've been through, all the good we've done. I mean, that's why be a hero. Well, you should also get paid for your good work. I mean, what do we even need money for? Like, come on. Like, we got the ocean. We got like everything we need. It's all around. Eventually, we're going to need more of the weed that'll let you breathe underwater. And I do not believe that any of you are going to want to sing with that bard. So I, I would suggest saving up our, what do you use up here for money? It looks like silver, gold, that kind of thing. We'll want to save that up. I think they barter in both silver and additionally in steel. That sounds very familiar. I wonder you where just I dropped the title. You just dropped the title of the show. <laughs> and good night. You did it. You Everyone did has it, really. to. Full, yeah. full, full Randy Orton. <laughs> I feel like at this point, this is when the, the title should come in. And the credits <sighs> and the director. Yeah, like, you know. <laughs> we should have Will re-roll the trailer right now. Yeah, the camera pans from, like, the reflections of the water against the sea cave walls and, like, up to the moon. It just goes... You know, plays the intro song and the words silver and steel scroll across the screen. I, de- I demand that Ice TV involves. It's like, are you trying to tell me this show has both silver and steel? <laughs> yeah, Ice, you got it. And then the theme song comes in. <laughs> yep. Are you yep. telling me there are dungeons and also dragons? <laughs> yeah, Ice. There are. There are. Take that short rest and start moving. <laughs> Every will... rest the ice tea takes is a short rest. 
I've met him. <laughs> I All right, say, I'm done. Let's get on with the game. tonight. God damn it. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Sophia's is taking all the um, crab shells from the legs that she's eating and using sap and gum to make other legs, other longer legs. So um, if you look at her bag of holding, there's just mechanical legs twitching and writhing about. She's trying to shove them into her bag. Okay. Callie was at first excited because she was going to watch Sophia's cook and then realizing that she's constructing instead of cooking she mm-hmm. will uh mask her disappointment by coming over to sit next to freely and uh she'll say i did really enjoy this view when i first arrived it was very pretty oh i mean it's still pretty now though even though we're about to head back under right oh, absolutely and i hope we are able to see it again hey what uh what are you looking forward to most down there what did you say your, your bet's name was Shove. Shove. I'm looking forward to meeting Shove. Does Shove like tummy scratches? I do not know. As I said, that was not something that I'd ever done before, although I knew some of my, my friends would do that. You could definitely try. You seem to have a way with animals that I have not yet been able to master. If there's one thing I know is bats are nothing but dogs with wings, and all dogs love tummy scratches. So there you go. You have an air, air puppy tummy scratches. You know, I'd never met any dogs until I came up onto the surface, and now that I have, you are absolutely right. Really? Do you like tummy scratches? You know, not from a villain. <laughs> I'm not hurt, not really. Dephius and- makes a, um, one of those long back scratchers out of the crab legs that she's making and reaches for freely and gives him tummy scratches. I just like, look down at this and I lean over to Callie and I'm like, are we going to talk about <laughs> this fixation with mechanical legs? <laughs> Uh, you can talk what? with me about it, but I know no more than you do. What is the problem with mechanical legs? You never know, and you're going to need mechanical legs. It's, you know, I realized you <laughs> felt you were caught flat-footed with chonkers. I get it, but, you know, we don't... Uh, maybe we should go before we all drown. Maybe we should just... just you do understand that Callie has mechanical legs, right? And you have a mechanical arm. How could you not be fascinated? We did discuss the possibility of another mechanical arm. It's not a no. It's not a no. But it cannot be made out of sap and crab shells, though. Like, mm. You do have to work Fair with enough. whatever you have around, so I do understand that. Oh, right now, I have another arm. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> All right. I will continue to lead everybody on to wherever we... I will also refresh the psychic link, because uh, it's been an hour, and yeah, we'll head out. Yeah. So as you make your way through the shallows, you know, the cave gradually gets narrower and narrower and narrower. And... Soon you find yourself in a very dark and closed sort of like a narrow passageway that branches off in a number of different directions. As you proceed, the smell of salt water kind of slowly starts to give way to like a more damp, uh, like muddy smell. Um, there's stalactites hanging from the ceiling and, and uh, it smells salty and wet in here. Yes. Uh, every time we make a turn, I do pull my sword out and I just make like a little scritch in the wall. Like, okay. you know, on the off chance we have to find our way back out of here quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then keep going. Uh, Callie, how do you navigate? Do you navigate using your natural senses? Do you try to recall the way you came out? I think it's a little bit of both. There definitely was... it. I think for her, probably these last couple of hours of her journey were probably with a little more excitement. So she may have gone a bit quicker because she could probably like 
smell the sea air and knew she was getting close. But yeah, it'd probably be a, a mixture of what she remembers, which was only a couple days ago, and um, just naturally what she thinks is going to get her back to uh, deep underground. Mm-hmm. Okay. So go ahead and give me a, let's see, let's do an intelligence saving throw. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty good at those. I rolled like crap though. So 14. 14. All right. And then go ahead and give me a survival roll. Okay. Might I uh, assist in any way? Because even though I've never been here, I do have pretty good survival. Yeah. You can totally assist... It did just roll a natural 20, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, ah, Very nice. I assisted. I'm like, I believe in you, Kelly. The funny thing is, like, her intelligence is way better than her wisdom. So, like, she's trying to remember the way back, and she can't. Or she she's only remembering bits and pieces. But then having that moment of looking around, and I, I think her way up was just aimless wandering, trying to go up. And now mm-hmm. she's trying to find a specific path down. But there's a mission that is for her father. Yeah. And so she's super focused. Yeah. So yeah uh, that's total of 22, but that's a natural 20. And your natural 20 not only bodes well for the party, but also well for the audience. Because on this show, every single time myself or one of our players rolls a nat 20, somebody in the audience wins a legendary bundle from D&D Beyond. It's pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. So you are able to find your way pretty quickly, pretty easily. Um, The water doesn't even really have a chance to rise. Uh, Just as it starts to splish splash, not even up to your ankles, Callie makes her way through the tunnels very quickly. Freely, you notice that you don't come upon any of your scratches, which means you're not going in circles, which is a good thing. <laughs> that's a good sign. That's, that's part of the system, you see. It is, it's multifaceted. <laughs> As you, like, continue to make marks in the stalactites, you know, you're very relieved to see that uh, although some of the passages and tunnels feel like they're rounding back on each other, they must be in unique directions because you're not seeing any signs of your passage. I got to ask, what does Freely's mark actually look like? Yeah, what what is freely? Does you have a sigil or do you just keep an X? Or? Oh, it's it's literally like a diagonal line because I'm small, so it's like as high as I can reach. It just ends up being like <laughs> just saw it a couple times. That's it. Yeah. Every once in a while, you get fancy and just make it into an arrow, like we went. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like an F. You know what I mean? Like, it's mine now. That's the like type's mine. Yeah. So you make these marks and continue your way. Your your going is very quiet. Um, and you notice that uh, as you pass, not even the bats stir or any of the creatures in here. Uh, everything seems to just mark your passing quietly as you make your way past unobtrusively. Uh, yes. As you do so, you feel the ground start to slope more and more and more steep. And the water that is collected around your ankles uh, slowly becomes more. It doesn't get higher, but the flow of it becomes faster as you're going down this sort of like decline. And you start to hear the faint sound of uh, water crashing down as you make your way into essentially an open cavern. The passageway just suddenly gives way to like a very large open space. And you are met with the sound of rushing water as it slides off this what seems to be like a a almost perfect drop off down into what you can only surmise is, is some type of underground grotto. It is pitch black. If you look over the edge, you can't really see down there. You don't know how far down it goes. And you are met with this vision of a large chasm. The light from your lantern, or I should say, actually, you have a hooded lantern, but the light from from Freely's sword glitters on the walls. 
and you're met with the stunning vision of of uh, of pyrite that is uh, green and red in places, and it sort of coats the walls and glitters almost in an ethereal fashion. And you can see on the far other end where you think uh, the cavern continues. And uh, as you gaze across the abyss, you do notice a very thin, rickety bridge that grows across. I point at the at the green and red stones in my hair, and I'm like, oh, well, that's got to be good luck, right? Hey. I did not realize that you had matched. This is nice. Ah, I'm like, hmm, hmm, I'm, hmm. <laughs> Press the digitation like a little like shower of sparks. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Do <laughs> I... Do I remember this rickety bridge? Uh, you do vaguely, yes. Okay. Oh, we must be going in the right direction. And she'll just head for it. Mm-hmm. Like every time that she sees a thing that she remembers, it's like, oh, okay, I have come this way. Yeah. We're on the right yeah. track. It's, it's a little more of a confidence boost. Mm-hmm. As you reach the bridge, you are reminded of how when you came across, a lot of the steps fell through. And uh, now as you look back over the bridge, it occurs to you that Getting back is going to be a lot more difficult than coming across was. I'm going to look over at Avery and say, it's probably a good thing that you are not wearing your heavier armor right now. I do not know if that would be a good thing. Yeah, you're probably right. Mm. <clears throat> How does it feel to be underground again? Uh, it's a little sad that I had to do this so soon, but the, the need is great. And I can always go back. Hopefully we will figure out what's going on and I can go back. Are you, you okay? What do you like the most? Uh, well, as you... Whenever you look at Avern, it's not probably unlike, I mean, he's clearly semi-elven, but his eyes kind of glow like a cat's mm. if the lantern light hits it. So it just kind of reflects a little bit back at you. What do you like the most about not being down here? It was nice to be able to see a lot of the things that I'd read about. The ocean, the sun, real stars. And she'll kind of point at the the twinkling above of all the pyrite and say mm-hmm. there are wonders like this down below but you can always reach up and touch those there's something very enchanting about being able to see that and not reach it oh you can reach them well i cannot currently at this moment but i will That's take your true. word for it i might be able to help with the bridge i'm uh i'm pretty quick i could just run across with a rope and then you know tie it off where it'll make it easier for you guys to come over sounds like a plan can I make a further suggestion? And as you yeah. pull out the rope, she'll point <laughs> to your waist and say, would you secure yourself? And that way, if something goes wrong, we do not lose you into this chasm. I'm right with you. And I tie, and I do tie it around my waist. And I'm like, okay, you ready? Who's taking <laughs> the other end? I'll take the other end. I'm like, if you let me fall and die, I will haunt you, Abram. Yeah, and yeah, then, no. uh, Expeditious retreat. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> I really do like rocket across the bridge. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Give me an acrobatics I'm check. Tying the other end to a stalactite <laughs> as well, just in yeah. case I lose my grip. Uh, that is a 21. Okay. So you are able to basically very carefully um, make your way across the bridge. You sprint and your footsteps are so light. The bridge barely creaks or sways as you make your mm-hmm. way across. And the places where several steps are missing or have fallen through or rotted through, you jump up onto the, the rope railing and continue making your way across. And you make it to the other side completely safe. When I do it, I do it cool. 
Um, <laughs> the only way to do it. <laughs> I do try and look for another rock or stalactite to tie it off on, though, because I do, if something terrible happens and the three of them fall, I won't be able to stop it. So yeah. I do try and <laughs> secure okay. it properly. Uh, give me a perception check. I like where this is headed. That is, whoops, 18. 18. So while you're looking for the stalactite, you also notice far off in a part that a part of the chasm you can't really get to, as in it's not physically accessible from the ledge that your friends are on. You do notice two, almost like they catch the light, bars going across the chasm as well. They look like maybe they're wood from where you're at, but they're reinforced with some type of metal. And there's two of them in perfect parallel that go all the way across. But you also notice a nice thick stalactite. Stalagmite, I should say. Those are the it ones is stalagmite. Huh? Yeah. Here's how I remember that, kids. Stalagmites, mites crawl along the floor. Stalactite, you'd cling tight to the ceiling. That's a ha. I didn't, I've never heard of that, but that's kind of cool. That's the only way I can keep it right, honestly. And, and really I'm, says this out loud. Yeah, really. I'm like, ah, that's <laughs> on. The little more you know star flies by, you know. <laughs> um, roughly. <laughs> minor illusion. <laughs> <laughs> minor illusion, the more you know. Uh, there you go. Roughly how far away is this, um, these bars that you've described? Um, so from where you're at, uh, they're probably about 200 meters. I use the imperial system. I don't know nothing about no metric system. <laughs> um, I can I, help I, you with that. I, the, how many meters? I'm sorry. What would you say? The, 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 I don't use that Smurf Nablin measurement system. <laughs> um, Via the, the psychic link, I, I pointed out, and I just uh, I pressed to digitate a harmless effect, like a like puff, like a spray of sparks in that direction. I'm like, uh, Kelly, uh, what is that over there? <laughs> I see like bars. I, I, I describe what I see to the best of my ability. I'm like, yeah, it's up there though. How many meters did you say away was? Two hundred. Two hundred. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's about six hundred feet. Okay. Uh, do I remember? Like a mine shaft, or do I remember what he's describing? Um, give me a history check. Okay, that's a twenty-four. So you recall that there's some type of of uh, transit system that was used here at some point, but it hasn't been in use for a very long time. Okay, and do you're I not quite sure how to get over there, but you are sure that there is some type of of cart system that runs through. The tunnel is parallel to where you are. Okay. But it wasn't a something that I used to make my way to the surface. No. Okay. I'll relay all of that and and say that is something that could be worth exploring once we are done, but it's not the place that we need to go. Also, when he was hop skipping and jumping across the the rope, I've just lost the words. Uh when he's hop skipping and jumping across, mm -hmm. could I have watched him to see like where were the weak spots? in the bridge and yeah. try to gauge like, oh, that's a place that I don't remember being bad and we should watch out for mm -hmm. this place, that kind of thing. Well, there's two major large gaps in the bridge um, that you remember kind of running across very quickly and the and the steps fell out from underneath you. Uh, Freely's role was high enough that he didn't cause any further damage to the bridge. So uh, other than a couple of minor creeks, uh, you're not really tipped off as to where it's safe to step. But you do notice that like those jumps he made across those two chasms would be very difficult to do so otherwise. Okay. There's one spot where there's about six wooden slats missing and there's another where there's about four. Well, we should definitely not cross all at once. Who would like to go next? 
So Callie, Averin, and I are on the other side of that rickety bridge from Freely, right? Mm -hmm. DM, you can totally shut me down, but can I use my crossbow and put a long string of my mechanical legs into it and shoot across the bridge? And then we can all kind of hold on to it as we cross, Mm -hmm. just in case any boards. I don't know how your leg would find purchase. Well, I I I tied the rope. That was the that's what the rope was for. That you guys could sort of like come across holding the rope. Is that safe? He did uh, secure it to a stalagmite. (laughs) It's not not safe, Sophia. (laughs) That's what I was a little worried about because it's it's Mm. holding on to a stalagmite right now. So Mm -hmm. okay, we can we can try our luck with the rope. Freely, did you find a chunky boy of a stalagmite? <laughs> Not chunky as to some stalactites. Give it a slap. This ah, ain't going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Sophia, he has found a chunky boy, so it should be okay. <laughs> oh, well, that is good. It is a chunky stalagmite, so we will we will try this. I will go first. All I'm right. going to try to traverse my way across the bridge holding on to this rope. Okay. So uh, go ahead and give me an acrobatics check. Do they get advantage or anything for having the rope? Um, we'll get to that in a second. Oh, curses. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been nice because I rolled a three. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. So don't worry. You don't fall to your death. As you're making your way across, you jump across the large chasm with six, you know, pieces missing. Your feet hit the edge of the last one. You almost reel back. But then you grab the rope and pull yourself up and you manage to step across. However, the step that your feet land on when you reach the other side does break underneath your weight. You are able to get across, but it occurs to you it'll be more difficult for Callie and Averin to get across now. Oh, good. I'm so sorry. Callie and Averin, be very careful when you cross. There are steps missing now. Absolutely. I'll look over at Averin. <laughs> this is crazy, which is why I would do it. Of the, I know there's some places where the boards are just completely gone, right? Yep. If I were, but are some of them just cracked and worn? Mm-hmm. I would like to, from my side, start inching my way back out onto the broken bridge and hitting some of those with mending. Like Okay, yeah. <laughs> to the best see. of my ability. Perfect. But also hold on to the rope myself this time. <laughs> like, yeah. So this, let's see. Why don't you give me a, because you're going to be doing this very carefully and very safely, not with speed. So... Why don't right. you give me a perception check? I was about to say, I'm doing it. I'm doing it freely careful, though. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's a 15. A 15. Yeah. So you do manage to make your way very carefully halfway out onto the bridge. The steps creak and groan underneath your footsteps. And you mm-hmm. are able to spot two boards that are almost rotted through. Am I able to mend them? Um, you can get to one of them from where you're at. The other one might take you some effort. You'll have to leap across that spot where there's four slats missing. Uh, I won't do that because that's contrary to our gold state here, but I will point it out to them that I'm all like, well, okay. I, yeah. I got this one, but you know, can't reach that one. And so then I get the one that's close to you on the, on the far side yeah. of that fourth, the one with the, the four gap. I mend it and I get off the bridge before they start coming across. Okay, perfect. <laughs> that's smart. <laughs> yep. That'll lower the difficulty level a little bit for the next person who goes across. Who goes across next? I'm going to walk across as if there is absolutely nothing happening. Like it is just a, just a sidewalk in the city. Uh, that's the level of confidence. I am going to walk across this. Okay. Doesn't mean it's what's going to happen. <laughs> Go ahead and give me an acrobatics check. Uh, 10. <laughs> <laughs> 
know if your confidence is going to save you in this situation. R-O-U-S's? I don't think they exist. Yeah. <laughs> so the step that Freely points out to you, I don't know if it's your confidence or if you're trying to convince yourself that it can definitely bear your weight. You leap across the first big gap. You land on it and it gives way. Crack. And immediately you fall through. But the rope catches you. And as it does, the step that is bracing, that is bracing like the, the rope starts to creak as well. But you are holding on to it. What do you do? I'm going how far down? <laughs> <laughs> you look down. It is very dark. Um, how far does your what like what distance do you have dark vision to? I believe it's sixty feet. Um, yeah, you can't see the. That, you can see a faint glittering far beyond like where your vision ends. Yeah, I'm not a giant fan of those odds. I'm going to try to climb back up okay. onto the bridge. Uh, give me an athletics check. At this point, I'll let Freely and Sophia's help by pulling, if you'd like. Yeah, I was just going to ask if we can do that. Okay. Aiden, so, hold on to my hand. Go ahead and roll with advantage. Uh, well, I got a 16 at first, so let's see what that. Mm -hmm. Ooh, and then a glorious five. Um, so I'll go with the 16 if that's okay. okay. Yeah, you manage to get all the way up and uh, steady yourself. And you'll just have to make a second athletics check to get across the second chasm, but Freely has mended the board on the other side, so you'll get advantage on that. Oh, totally fine. Uh, Kelly? Yes. Clearly this bridge is not as made as well as you. Not everything can be. That's a nine. <sighs> so as you leap to the other side, Freely's board does hold you, but it cracks underneath your weight. You do manage to get across, and you are now on the other side of the chasm safely. Callie, as you look across this bridge, you realize that Averin's passing has utterly decimated it. Oh. And distances that were previously traversable now seem very difficult. You begin to wonder if your Warforged legs will be able to help you leap such a long distance across. It's literally why we can't have nice things, Averin. Like, literally. What? It's substandard wood. What? I mean, I think it's made out of wood, or is it made out of mushroom? I don't know how they do things down here. Why would that be covered in splinters? That would be uh, squishy, and that would be contrary to what a bridge should be. Well, I would be bleeding a lot less, and it would be quieter. There are all kinds of reasons to make a mushroom bridge, and we'll not list them all right now. I mean, you can if you want to. I'd be very interested in your... Then I'm glad you asked, since you're on the other side of this chasm. First off, more eco-friendly. <laughs> Thirdly... <laughs> I just I just start prestidigitating... I just start prestidigitating the splinters out of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I hope it hurts, though. Do I think that this means I'm going to have to do strength instead of dexterity to get across, to be blunt? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Aww. It it feels like this would be a Herculean task to 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 leap this distance um since two of the boards were broken. Okay. Cuz Kelly has an amazing acrobatics, which is why she was willing to hang back cuz she thought she could. Yeah. And she's she's pretty light herself, but she has no strength. Uh but the rope is still going across, right? Yes. Okay. And it's tied on both ends by these stalagmites. Mhm. Mm okay. How strong is the rope? Whose rope is this? This is Freely's rope. So it's it's pretty good. It's well-made halfling rope. Okay. I would like to tightrope 
walk across the rope and just ignore the bridge altogether. Okay. I'm gonna I just realized I said that Averin caught the rope. So what we're gonna say is that uh Sophia sent the that end that uh Averin had back over with a crossbow bolt and you Oh okay. It. All right. <laughs> to this to the stalagmite. Yeah. I guess I was picturing it differently, but okay, that works. Yeah, she'll tie it back off. She will jump on top of it, um, balance at the ready. I'm looking to see, do I have anything? Actually, I believe she... in you, bardic inspiration for D6. Very <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, before she does this, can I take a really quick look around? Do I see like a, a very large branch or a stick, something that I could use as a, a balance weight? Let's see. It's, you're underground. So mm. there's not really anything here that kind of fits that that, that would be okay. growing here, yeah. All right. She'll jump on. She'll take her bardic inspiration, and I would like to tightrope walk across the, the rope. Except a stalactite. Okay. If you can break one off, if it's, like, narrow enough. It'd be enough. very heavy, yeah. Oh, oh what Sophia, is that is an excellent idea, but if I was strong enough to break one of those, I'd be strong enough to leap over all of this. Uh, Sophia, do okay, you still have a mind. crab claw? Sophia, do you still have a crab claw? I have many crab claws, yes. I mean, could you not fashion something out of the crab claw to assist her? Can I have one of your very long claws attached to claws attached to claws to make a counterbalance? Can I don't you, know, like, DM. javelin it across? <laughs> DM, can I? Um, yes, you just have to figure out how to get it across. I'm going to um, try Actually. and wrap it or use sap to stick the legs the chain of legs to an arrow. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then use my bow and very gently shoot my bow towards Callie, cautioning okay. her to watch out for the arrowhead, but please do catch it. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll, I'll monk this up. Sure. Let's do this. <laughs> so go ahead and uh, I'll need, yeah, let's get a dex. <laughs> let's get a dex roll from both of you. Okay. Just like a, a dex check or a saving throw or... Uh, Freely's going to turn his back. I can't, literally cannot bear to watch this. So Faze is trying not to kill this one. Remember what happened last time? <laughs> that was an accident. She was not looking at me. They're all I rolled, accidents. I rolled a 15. <laughs> okay. That is my armor class, if that helps. Do you want a uh, saving throw or just a check for dexterity? Uh, just a check. Okay. Actually, let's do... Yeah, we could... No, nah, not sleight of hand. No, let's try a sleight of hand to see if you catch it. Okay. That's even better. That would be a 19. <laughs> Perfect. So <laughs> the arrow goes soaring across the chasm. You manage to catch it. It goes a little bit off course, just a little bit, but you rolled high enough that you grab it. Excellent. And you remove the crab claw from it. And yeah, it's light. So you're not sure how effective it'll be as a counterweight. But you realize uh, it occurs to you it'll probably give you plus one to your roll. I will take it. And I'll I'll detach the... Well, no. I, do you want the arrow back? Oh, no. I've got plenty more where that came from. You can keep it if it helps you balance. Okay. Thank you. She'll stash the arrow and she'll use the crab claw and she'll jump on top of the rope. And yeah, let's tightrope across. Okay. Um, what would you like? So go ahead and give me an acrobatics check. Okay. I was hoping for a crab zipline. And you do have a, uh, you do have a, a inspiration die as well, or bardic inspiration. All right. Is that, you said it was a D6? Yep. 
Okay. Also, I look at Averin while all this is happening, and I'm like, this is weirder than that hot dog cannon in Hooperduke. Like, <laughs> what even is happening here? Wait, what? There was a hot dog cannon? Yeah. Even, you did know- you have something to do with this hot dog cannon? I know how much you love hot dogs. Where? Wait, tell me more about the hot dog cannon. Yeah, you'd have known if, like, you know, if you ever got your hands dirty. But no, this is one of those times you just sent us off to do your dirty work. That's cool. Fight, come at Callie. No, I believe in you, Callie. Believe you're you're good. Every time good, I make like, eye contact with you, my eyes get dirty. Does that help? Really? <laughs> you make me feel dirty inside, <laughs> inside my eyeballs. You freely, you dirty my soul. <laughs> that's, that's 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 it being helped. That's you growing as a person, Avrin. That's that's growth, Avrin. Callie, that's don't a, die. It's, it's a growth. <laughs> yeah. No. Callie, don't die. I believe in you. You know when you're doing something very dangerous or difficult or taxing and you use distraction to help keep yourself from being nervous? I imagine that's what's happening now as Kelly definitely balances across this tightrope like she's uh, over Niagara Falls because I rolled a 29. So what I like to think is if I make it without a problem, she definitely lands. And when Averin and, and Freeler are turning to ask me not to die, I've already landed. And I say, so what exactly is a hot dog? It's great. So you you take a little bit of intestine and oh, you're here. That's awesome. Oh, fantastic. I don't have to bring you back from the dead. So you take a little bit of intestine, then you fill it up with even more meat and then you cook it. And it's amazing. It is the pinnacle of surface world culture and cuisine. It is true. They taste like garbage without a bun, though. It's just gross. You're just a garbage human being. If you eat a hot dog without a bun, you need the bun and the hot dog. So you need bread and a hot dog. If you eat the hot dog, do you then become a hot dog? <laughs> that is a very magical piece of meat, I must say. Yeah, it is a bit of an intestine inside of an intestine scenario that ha- occurs, but let's best not to think about it. I'm actually going to leave my rope in place again on the off chance we have to come back through here quickly. Okay. Uh, we, we may not have time to secure it, so <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. I hand the the crab counterbalance back to Sophia and say, thank you. This was incredibly helpful. Actually, I didn't even add that plus one. That would technically be a 30. <laughs> I just oh, realized. Yeah, I rolled you make a, this look easy. I got a 24 plus five for the inspiration plus one. So, yeah. I am thank actively you. not showing any uh, sign of being impressed. Whatever. Kelly, where did you learn sure. how to uh, walk on a tightrope? I never have, but I have very good balance. And so I just did my best. I, I read a book about gentlemen who had to walk a, along of falls that were in a place called Niagara. And so I just emulated that as much as possible. Oh, Niagara. Yes, I've heard of it before. That sounds made up. You, I don't even think you needed this crab leg. You're a natural. Well, thank you. But it, it, I would never want to assume anything. It is always possible for things to go wrong. So thank you very much. You know, the best hot dog I ever had uh, <laughs> was uh, is a little bit shrieker. Yeah, a little bit shrieker in there. And then the rest was gibbering mouth or lips. It's delicious. It is haunts it, me. Is it strange to eat something that is going to yell back at you? Well, that's my cue to exit. And I turn and start walking <laughs> down the hall. Everyone just sort of grins like, I don't know. <laughs> Should it be? <laughs> I, I do not know. I've not partaked myself. So I'm counting I mean, on your descriptions in order to be able to vicariously enjoy this hot dog through you. Well, just about everything screams before you eat it. Oh, 
Oh, Sophia's lovely pastries do not. Eh, depends on which one. They're not all entirely made of bread. Plus, we don't know. I mean, if you awakened wheat and then you baked it, then that's murder. That does seem unnecessarily cruel. Sophia's, are you awakening any of the food before you eat it? Definitely not. Nope, nope, never. Yeah, trust me, Sophia's, you're going to want to be kind to trees. And then I keep walking down the hallway. Especially since there are not many down here. And I will continue uh, and skip along back to my point position. But mostly <laughs> trees don't taste good, so it's okay. Have you ever tried to eat bark? Yes. I boiled it once. Mm, and not it's good? It's a pain. Maple syrup is nice. Yeah, well, oh, interesting. Yeah, he's not wrong. Like tree blood. I could go for some tree blood right about now. <laughs> Are you a tree I vampire? Was once, I was once made out of tree, and then I was turned into a picture frame, and then somebody carved into the frame. So I do sort of know what it feels like. What? You've already been the tree? Like, I thought that was like some big reveal that it's like, oh, Sophia, you're going to be a tree. Because like when I saw you when you were a tree, it was like a long time from now, or at least I thought it was a long time from now. Now I actually have more questions. Freely, it's best well, not to be concerned maybe, about the timey-wimey stuff. Freely, maybe where you are from, time is linear. I've been told time is a flat circle. I, correct, look, Kelly. I look down and I say, I think there's some cave gas that is messing with me right now. Like, Kelly, <laughs> you don't have to breathe. Is there, like... For me, time is a battlefield. No, love is a battlefield. That's a different, completely different saying. You know, it, no, one's ever, no one's ever said that. It's time is a battlefield. I know, I know the song. <laughs> Battlefields aren't flat circles, and Callie is right. Time, you know, just you guys stop, and I turn and keep walking. Callie, how's your, how's your dad? No, time, is time is a battlefield by Rash Benatar. I've I've heard this song before. Oh uh, yes, Rat. As you as you argue about whether or not time is a battlefield or a flat circle, all in the psychic link. All in the all psychic, in the psychic link. link. Yeah, you quietly continue your your uh, path forward. Uh, the pyrite is still present in the in the cave walls around you here, but you notice the cavern here is a lot wider, and you have a lot more space to maneuver. And the smell here kind of changes a little bit. It smells almost a little acidic, and you've also noticed that some flora has started to pop up. There's uh, bits of moss, bits of mushroom, and the rock starts to give way to even soil in some places. And uh, you notice that the the flooding from the cave has like left, or the flooding from the yeah, the flying from the cave in places um, you notice like has created uh, some subterranean rivers uh, that go through other channels that you didn't follow and uh, all kind of fall off the edges of uh, different uh, sheer drops into that same crevasse. And uh, as you walk in here, um, give me a stealth check, Callie, since you're in the front. And remember, you do have Blessing of the Trickster, so you have advantage as well as a, a plus 10 because of your pass without trace. You have all the stealth on the planet. Yeah, basically. I still have to, to roll well, and then I'm going to use that. Lauren, don't mess this up. That's uh, a dirty 20. I did a not roll 20. incredibly well. So you lead the party through very quietly. Actually, I'm um, sorry. That would be a 30. I didn't add the plus 10. I rolled a dirty 20 with everything, then the plus 10. I Sorry. You're fine. <laughs> so you're like a shadow. You're able to get through this area almost without even leaving any kind of footsteps behind. I'd you like leave the party. I'm doing this super stealthy, but we are still having this inane conversation in our head about hot dogs and, and time and, mm -hmm. <laughs> and freely. Just... 
Freely's absolutely doing the, the, the Fred Flintstone, like, on the toes walk. <laughs> yeah. We are all incredibly stealthy, but if you could hear in our heads, it's just a constant litany of, well, I've heard those songs before, but it's very rare for us to be able to get new songs down. So I, I would love to hear uh, about I, this. I'm like, excuse me, who's, who's the bard here? Me, me. I'm the one that knows about music. Trust me, that is not a thing. Oh my God, Freely, what are you not? You're a paladin, you're a bard, you're a, you're a warlock, you're a sorcerer, you're a fighter, you're- I'm you're, not you're, a bad guy. You're a stalagmite. Meanwhile, <laughs> outside in the real world, we're like- Yes, yeah. very quiet. And the moss only dampens the sound of your footfalls even more. I'm trying to moonwalk backwards while talking to Freely psychically <laughs> and <laughs> insulting him. Not yeah. insulting him, just having a conversation and interject more hot dog recipes. Callie, I mean, you're yeah. going to walk away from this with a lot of hot dog recipes. She is so excited. This is the best day ever. It's, uh, assuming her dad's okay. Best day ever. Like, there if is... you... Crawling claws are already dead. And I know that's gross. They're undead. But you mix that with a little bit of owlbear, and oh my god. Are all hot dogs mixtures of multiple meats? Can they all not to be, be the same meat? No, but it's way more fun when you do mix it. Like, you don't want to just eat straight crawling claw. That's disgusting. But it makes it not disgusting if you mix it with Albert specifically or any. Then it makes meat. it balances it out. It ba- balances it out. Yeah. And uh, well, it tastes it, a little it, gamey if you have Albert. But usually, when you make a hot dog, it is just based on uh, whatever is available. So typically, it is uh, whatever but, animal you have. The key but if you're is that you find the one that's the cutest, and Hold then on that's the one. No, <laughs> if you're making no, no, a hot dog not, out of no, if you're making a hot dog her. out of Albert, is it not already both Al and Bear? Is it not already a blend? Oh wow. Oh. Uh, Think about it. I blew your minds. Maybe that's why it tasted so good because it's a triple blend. So if you take a chimera, first next thing I'm going to do, I'm going to kill an owlbear, and then I'm going to kill a chimera, and then I'm going to make that into a hot dog, and that's going to taste delicious. Now, someone has told me about this uh, gaminess. I I know the technical definition mm. of gamey. Why is gamey bad? Uh, gamey is bad because uh, the the meat is typically uh very lean, and that is bad. And that is bad. You, you it, want your meat to have a little bit of fat in it. And it okay. doesn't get refrigerated right away, you know? Oh, that's her bag of colding. Yeah. Exactly. Freeze your meat. Right, Freely? <laughs> Freely's looking around for something to shoot. Just yeah. In the middle of our like stealth mission, just be like, <laughs> I would like to apologize at this point for taking a character that lets us talk psychically. Just, no, not really I love gonna it. Apologize. Where else are you going to have a debate about whether Owlbear is gamey and whether or not it counts as a blended meat or not, a meat mixture or... Mm-hmm. Like, that's a valuable conversation to have. It's Absolutely. true. Right, because yeah. it's it's one entity, an owlbear, so it mm-hmm, it eats the same thing, but I don't know what type of things it likes to eat. Does it eat like a bear or does it eat like an owl? Like throw what cravings up. take over? It eats at halflings, I know that. That's true. Yeah, that's not mm-mm, that no. yeah. definitely have, gamey. Uh, as you Kelly. have this conversation. Yes, yes, no, continue. <laughs> yes, Avery. Your moonwalking is fantastic, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate it. And it's strange uh, doing it, you know, where there isn't one. But regardless, I mean, I'm wondering, what could, what type of meats are down here? You know, like fleshy things. You do not eat her sky puppy. I'm not. I would never. Listen, I love bats, despite the name. I love bats, like not in a healthy way. So very excited about giant bat. Not going to eat the bat. But what? That, what, what's not a bat? 
out here. To, to be honest, most of what my family eats are vegetables, things that we can grow and harvest from from around because there's not much in the way that isn't dangerous in order to hunt. So it's much easier to live off of a, a diet of vegetables and fruits. Okay, I'm bored. Let's go save your dad. You do realize no, what, that Chove hold on, is a kind fruit of, bat. What kind of things down here would be dangerous to eat? Pretty much everything. Sophia's is going to dig around in her bag of holding like a really big purse that you lost something in. And she pulls out a purple worm. So a long time ago, I picked up one of these things, and it's still sort of alive. Have I you ever seen one of these down here? Uh, not myself, no, but I have heard tales of such a thing. And sh she's just going to place it on the ground and see if it likes its new environment. Oh, it's alive. Hasn't it suffocated? Like long It's since? half alive. It's half alive. I, so, I felt kind of bad for like it because it's been in the bag wriggle. a long time. It's like, you know... So weak, it like gives like a weak wriggle. Like uh, I hit it with spare the dying. I'm like, no, 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 hold on, little guy, hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh, jeez, honey, sweetie. Yes. Uh, remember that time we encountered the bit when they they get big, like really big, and they make big poops. Mainly gems, though. Actually, you know what? Yeah, let's keep it. What are we naming the worm? Ooh. Wormy, wriggles a lot. Mm. Sir wriggles a lot. I like that. I was, I was thinking. I was thinking Barney. Barney I like Sir Wriggles worm? a lot, I'm, but you're going to win this fight. I know. It's it's not my worm, so I just, just it's all on you. Yeah. <laughs> if you had a worm, Freely, what would you name it? Well, you know, there was the legendary worm hero, Slimy, from a place called Saame Street Eat. <laughs> How many apostrophes are in that, that word? I don't mean to quote somebody I know that I, I find is tasteful, but that sounds made up. <laughs> Wait, it's, it... So we got slimy, Avon. What would you name it? Sir Wriggles a lot. Sir Wriggles a lot. And Callie, what R would you name it? Wriggles a lot. Your worm? Yeah. I'd probably name it. She'll say something in Deep Gnome, and then <gasps> she'll translate it and say, I guess the closest thing to that would be Ted. So we shall name it Barney Slimy Sir Wriggles a lot Ted. It's a very extensive name. You have to make an acronym. Or no, it's a long, a long name for a long creature. Yeah. This will lot. This will <laughs> lot. You know, it has occurred to me that we are the worst adventuring party of all time. So, uh, I, I'm, gonna mix, I'm sorry. I'm Sir, making a perception check. Yeah, this will lot. Passive perception. Yeah. Because I don't feared. My passive, sadly, perception is only 13. Okay. Uh, who's the Wait. next highest? I have a 15. A 15? The big old 10 for Freely. He's a halfling of action, not observation. So you follow the uh, worm along to see how its health is, is doing. <laughs> and it seems to be barely making it, but Freely did cast Spare the Dying. So it's not actively dying, even though it wriggles a couple of inches and then passes out from exhaustion and, and just the rigors it's been smashed up against in the bag of holding. Uh, it looks pretty sad and pathetic. And um, as you're walking along, you do notice uh, like a small scuffling, sniffing sound. Not coming from the worm. Not coming from the worm. Oh. Uh, but getting louder. Can I make a full-on perception check? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Can I also make a perception check? Mm-hmm. Freely is successfully disbelieved with a big old eight. Like I'm wow. just like watch, watching the worm. That's the cool. 
I'm just staring at the nine. Okay. <laughs> I got a, a dirty 21. A dirty 21. So you see it first. Eyes, like kind of glowing in the dark. Small. And uh, snuffling and scuffling along pretty rapidly. There's a tiny creature. This... I'm immediately feeling for my presence with Daisy. Mm-hmm. I swear to God. Well, it seems to be scurrying, and it's definitely the same stature as Daisy. Daisy, is that you? As you say this, right from the, vi- right from the edge of the light of, of Freely's blue glow, you see a tiny mole pop up, and oh. it immediately grabs the worm and starts munching on it. No! Sir Biswalat, no! <laughs> you let and go of my worm! the mole looks very excited. And when you shout at it, let go of my worm, it drops it and then retreats back into the dark She's and looks back at the you, <laughs> the, two, the two eyes again. As I've She's said. scoop up the worm and say, how could you? It's the joy spare the dying, is, though. How, how, how is the alive, worm? Okay. The worm is missing a few chunks and pieces, but is still alive, although unconscious. <laughs> Wor- worm rounds are delicious, as uh, many a game has told me. But um, he's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. I can't believe I'm doing this. Welcome to cleric life. You're totally fine. <laughs> You're a good boy. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You're and, a good boy. Um, Sir Biswalat. I scratch. I. It's all belly. I mean, it doesn't matter where. I assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, cure wounds. Uh, okay. One d eight plus three. It's <laughs> well, like in this nine. Yeah, it stabilizes with nine hit points of damage healed. And uh, looks a lot better than it did before, albeit traumatized. You notice it no longer wants to leave your side and kind of like wraps up around you, like cautiously. And you hear the snuffling start to like grow fade, like like fade and grow quieter as like the little mole realizes its meal is now out of its grasp. I like to think it's like around my neck a little bit, like a like a I, I don't know, like what, <laughs> like a scarf, yeah, like a scarf like a worm scarf, like yeah. a worm scarf. I'm just like good boy. Good Sir Wigslot. <laughs> I did not realize that you had brought a pet. You're going to want to keep them incredibly close. We are heading into a very dangerous territory. I'm not being hyperbolic when I say that everything down here will try to kill you. Okay. Yeah, I'm used to that. That's pretty much my nine to five. So, um, and also, you know, Sophia's and Freely's. Everything wants to kill us. We know we don't know why. We're so friendly. It I is. Uh, cook for everyone. It is and our common experience. Yes. Mm-hmm. The scuffling gets quieter and quieter as it gets further and further away. You don't think it's going back to its mole army, do you? <laughs> you have likely, a mole yeah. army? Yes! Well, I don't know how things work down here. Do, are there mole people? Jasmine, are there mole people? <laughs> give me like a... <laughs> give me an... Uh, let's see. I guess like a nature check. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm not. 17. You know definitively there are no mole people, but you do know there are moles and people who live among moles. But you don't know if there are mole people, a.k.a. anthropomorphic moles. Yes. <laughs> well, I suppose if they cohabitat long enough, it could happen. Yeah, no, let's not get into that. Serious. She's too serious. <laughs> no, Callie was considering lying in this moment and, and playing a joke, but she's actually kind of nervous about everything. And so she will tell the truth and say, mm-hmm. there are, are not any kind of mole people, any kind of sentient mole people that I know of or mole collectives, but there are just a lot of moles. Right. Okay. Then. I, I'm not too worried about the mole then. I mean, I feel worried, but I'm not. So I'm not Caution worried. is advisable while we are in the underdark. I, okay. Uh, well, uh, uh, you know, stealth on. 
<laughs> as you walk forward, you know, freely, you notice it first. Or actually, no, it'd be Callie because she has the highest passive perception. The direction that the mole scuffled off in, you do see a faint reflection of light from off in your right. As if two eyes are peering back at us again? Or no, is it something else? It's more, it, it, it's, it's a larger light. It actually illuminates parts of the of the area around you. Okay. There's like a sort of a rocky floor around you. And uh, like I said, things here down here are a lot mossier. Hold on just a moment. I see something peculiar, peculiar up ahead. And I'll use the light that's up ahead to guide me. And I'll shut the, the lantern that I have so it's not giving off any light and continue mm-hmm. forward. Okay. So as you do, you notice that the light kind of moves back and forth and flickers. And as you get closer and closer and closer, you see the small hunched over figure of a gnome. Good feelings gone. Wait, what's gone? What's gone? Good feelings gone. Remember? <laughs> Hi, I feel happy. That's oh. new for me. Good feelings <laughs> okay. gone. And yep. it's gone. Uh, an, <laughs> a, a no, an above ground gnome or a deep gnome? It looks like uh, from where you're at, an, an above ground gnome. Okay. I'll and you notice the-, the light is coming from a candle. That's like dripping wax onto like a little thing that's right on his head. And what does it look like this person is doing? He's hunched over and clapping his hands. Okay, so. He moves a couple steps. He's not being stealthy. And he moves a couple more steps. He's trying to turn on the lights and he can't get them to work. Do we all see this? Oh, Callie moved ahead, yeah. Okay. But I'll, in the psychic link, relay what I see and then. I will call out in Gnomish. Hello, friend. Uh, is there something that we can help you with? He turns around, like, and you notice he's wearing big goggles that make his eyes look much larger than they are, almost like Coke bottle glasses. And he's wearing yellow overalls that he has hiked up way higher than they need to be. And he has wispy turquoise hair. And he says, Hello. Hello. Back to you in Gnomish. Hi. And Callie will. Oh, are you hunting too? And he talks very loud. No, we are traveling. We are heading in a specific Flail snails. Oh God, this is the thing. This is good flail snail territory. Uh, Does Callie know what a flail snail is? No, 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 no. Lauren knows, but. Okay. (laughs) Lauren is so excited. Come on, Callie. Okay. All right. That's a 17. Yeah. You do know what flail snails are, and you know that gnomes love collecting their shells. Oh, did I see any flail snails on the way up? No, you didn't. But you've noticed that now it occurs to you, maybe he's trying to lure them out with his clapping. Okay. And with your 17 and nature check, you know that that does not work. Do I know what works? You realize there's no way to call a flail snail, but the best thing to do is to track them. Because they do have a tendency to devour almost everything along their path, leaving behind these very strange, glassy trails behind them. Like a very interesting kind of snail residue. Have the three of you moved up at this point? Yeah, I'm totally right next to you watching this complete mess. I will Uh, look at Freely and I will say, I do not believe the clapping is going to help, but you seem to be very good at talking with animals. Clapping doesn't help? No, I'm sorry, my friend. That is not something Oh. Unfortunate. I've uh. been had. I was told that clapping would definitely help. 
No, clapping will probably just scare them away. You, uh, you can track them. They do leave glass wherever they go. How about this? Oh, and I cla- well, I then clap. I guess. Oh, sorry. <laughs> go for it. I just do, I use thaumaturgy and I just do a sonic boom with my hands. And, and you watch. Right next to his ears. And once again, Callie like dives to the ground and in the psychic link, she will say, I thought we had talked about this while we are underground. I'd like the record to show I had that exact idea and did not do it. You notice that normally this makes people flinch, but for him, he barely registers it. No, he's got nothing. Good clapper! Thanks. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, hey, Candlehead. So, why are you looking for flail snails? Uh, exactly. Why wouldn't you look for snails? Flail flails. I bet you she wants snail flails. Flail <laughs> snails. And he points at Callie. What she are you implying? <laughs> why would she want a flail snail? Why wouldn't you want a flail snail? The meat's good. The shell's good. The glass is good. Wait, how does a snail flail? Why are they called flail snails? Well, we gotta catch one. And then you'll know. My moles are on it. Oh, we met one of your moles. They're tracking moles. I have a mole train. And he points to a very large, like, sled that has, like, what is now empty... You know, what? what is it called? Those things that you keep like it's like a, it's basically like a, a dog sled with many different places to hook up smaller creatures that are about corgi size that you imagine must be moles. Uh, excuse me. It's does, a mole train. Does the mole train have a dance line? A, moles all over the world. The mole train. They'll make your mole glow. The, and, but like <laughs> then they get like wet. When well, they I wet. did see their uh-huh. eyes. Uh, always back. Yeah, I lost two of them. All right. But tell you what, if you help me find them, I'll give you some of the flail snail. If I find one, I'm sure I'll do it. When he says names blink. When he says his two moles are lost, I look at Callie and I'm like, I realize your dad's in trouble and that we still have several days to travel, but this guy's got like his moles are missing. And if we can help him, we got to help him find his lost moles. Maybe, 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 maybe. Are you uh, in a hurry? Maybe I could give you a ride. And you got to bring back Lizbeth and Larry. He'll point like he's still listening. She's still listening to Freely. She'll point at the gnome and then point back at Freely and say, I discovered on the way up that helping others that I came across usually uh, gave me great benefits. It's one of the reasons I was able to go up as far as I was as quickly as I was. So I would not turn down any assistance that we can get. If we can help him get his moles and he can get us somewhere safely, I would appreciate it. I didn't understand. Larry. Didn't understand anything. Anything you just said. Not I a get, word. I got an eighteen to try and, try and track these moles. <laughs> Mole tracker. You can notice he continues clapping. So with your, you got a nineteen. Eighteen, but yeah. Eighteen. Mm-hmm. The floor is riddled with all types of scratchy scratchy mole marks. For a second, I um, thought you were going to say, the floor is moles. The floor is just moles. <laughs> the, floor, moles. the floor is hot it's moles. moles all the way down. Yeah. And you realize that this man's sled is pulled by not one, not two, but 12 moles. Gross. Where'd you last see Lizbeth and Larry? Well, they were on the trail for something good. And they went about that way. And he points off to your right. I, I look at the purple worm and I'm like, I need your help with something, buddy. And you're not going to like it, though. <laughs> Do not. Really, are you trying to address Sir Biswalat? 
it's it, I, i'm speaking to him with respect and i like uh, are, i know is are there any um i know there's not a lot of like trees or things here i extend my sword but i just like wrap like some cloth around it and i just mm-hmm. scoop the worm up where i could use him like bait no <laughs> no 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 just, not even it, i back up from you it, you are it, not touching my worm you're it's no, my I have no interest in touching your purple worm, buddy, but I do mage no, hand it no, off his shoulder. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> slap. I slap your mage hand. I'm going to sidle up, as they have a slap fight, I'm going to sidle up to Sophia and say, I understand that you do not want to put your pet in danger. Moles usually hunt by smell. Can you replicate the smell of your purple worm in a harmless effect? Lizbeth does love Oh, I can. Probably dead. But first... Avrin, have you noticed Sir Biswalat flailing at all? They say no. A flail no. snail? Did you uh, say uh, flail? All no, right. I did uh, not. I did not. I, I, how viscous is the purple worm? Well, I, I do have a question. Sorry. Prestidigitation. I can create smells. Can I simulate the smell of the worm? Yeah, you could attempt to do so. Yeah. Why? Why I, he's I, doing that though? I I'm simulated going to rub right him with on, the worm, right on Avrin's backside. Like if they smell it, I want the moles to just come bite right there. I'm like, there you go. Don't we touch the worm. Now. Don't touch the worm here. Let me rub it nope. all over. I'm you. rubbing the worm on freely, and I'm squeezing it and, and, like and, a toothpaste and, tube. I'm just getting whatever whatever end I can get out of. I'm just, still standing next to Sophia, and I lean over it, to her and I say, you know, I, like when you I, make when you're making a really ornate cake. It's uh, I, I don't resist at all. I get it all over me. And the moment he's done, I'm like, press the digitation. <laughs> but yeah, can't, you can't use that spell on memories. He's got he's got he smells like purple worm now. Mm-hmm. As you press the digitate like the 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 purple worm smell as best as you can approximate it onto uh, Averin's derriere. Sure enough, you see a scuffling or you hear a scuffling and then you see it snuffling. And the mole, which now you realize is a very large mole, one of them comes bounding out. And before it can latch onto Averin's behind, Blink mm. grabs it and says, there you are, Reggie, into your station. And he starts carrying it. You notice hey, he's Reggie. very strong for an old man, mm-hmm. leading it over and putting it in the harness. That's one. Thank you for your service, Reggie. But without Lizbeth and Larry, the other ones aren't going to come here. So you got to they're the leaders of the pack. Lizbeth has a scratch on her nose. And Larry, he's got a big old arrowhead stuck right in his head. Oh, yeah. Somebody tried to eat him. Who does that? Who eats mole? So, I don't so, know who who squeezes someone's companion out like their purple toothpaste. Avrin, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, Monsters. Uh, Andy, Sophia's, can you make a stronger version of the smell, like something more potent, being that you're an alchemist? He's yes, he pulls of out course like I a, can. But I am mourning the loss horn. of my companion. That, no, he's he pulls not out dead. A brass the worm's not dead. Shoves it in his ear. You talk very quietly. <laughs> We're gonna get we're gonna get them back for you, sir. We're gonna so, find them. We're we're gonna get Lizbeth and Larry. Yeah, Sophia, the worm's not dead. I just squeezed the poop out of it. So can you make like a really heightened version? You know, like perfume, only like stronger with like a fixident. You want me to do that to the to the purple worm smell? Lot? Yeah. Yeah. Or to I'm, gonna any use, of the use. I'm gonna use my magical tinkering and emit an odor of a flail snail, or at least a worm. 
Or of a worm? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It hits all your nostrils. It's very strong. The earthy, kind of mucusy smell of Sir Briswellant now fills the area around you. And you hear scuffling and fruffling, but nothing gets a little bit closer, if that makes sense. Like you just hear the cave around you kind of erupt in, in general motion, if that makes sense. I start walking in the direction that he said they went that way. And I just mm-hmm. like every like 10 feet or so, I just summoned the, the prestidigitation and put like the scent like in midair, basically. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if they like have to come out of the ground to see it, to investigate. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you see like the cave around you uh, light up with little eyes here and there. Mm-hmm. And a couple of moles kind of move forward cautiously and <sighs> confused because you do not look worm like to them. Hello, friends. And I'd like to keep casting it in a trail, like towards the cart, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, to like lure them back towards the gnome. Yeah. You see a bunch of moles, probably about four, start mm-hmm. to like kerfuffle forward and try to mm-hmm. follow the trail, confused mm-hmm. because the smell is so strong, but yet there is no, there is no worm to be found. As all this is happening, Callie has taken up a defensive sentry position because all of a sudden, there's a lot of noise and a lot of smells and she's getting slightly nervous. And so I want to keep my eyes out for things that are not moles coming out of mm-hmm. the ground at us. Yeah. I actually have a lot more worms in my bag of holding and I'm just going to reach into because I'm a hoarder <laughs> um, and I'm it. just going to reach in and throw them on the ground and back up <laughs> and tell everyone to back up. Mm-hmm. Are they just like regular worms or are they more purple worms? They're just regular worms from the, the creek that we were in a long time ago. Like three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it was yeah. so many weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, I'm I she does that <laughs> and I'm on heightened alert. And uh so you you know, you start dropping these worms along, and as you do Super Mole Oh wow, I rolled a nat twenty on that. Someone wins a legendary bundle <laughs> from Deep, for D and D Beyond, was, was this a whole flail snail dinner? This, this was actually for Blank. He rushes forward as one of the moles grabs a worm, and he grabs it, and he goes, "That's too down!" And you notice him like running around, trying to grab these moles and wrangle them together. Any side of Lizbeth? He calls to you freely. Uh, is there? Those. Give me a perception check. Uh, sixteen. You do see at right at the edge of the glow of your sword, a little heart-shaped nose and a very curious, ponderous little face with a with a scratch right down the middle, a big gash, almost splitting her little nose in two, like a broken I, heart. I turn and I hit that guy with message, and I say, "You say they'll do whatever Lisbeth does, right?" Yep. All right, hang on. Lisbeth hey. is the alpha. Larry's the other alpha. There's two alphas. When it comes to mole trains, you need alphas on either line. Well, yeah, because you two of them got to come down the mole train line. No, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, animal friendship. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you big old girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's wisdom 14 to try okay. and not be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> she rolled a two. 
Yeah, I have that effect on moles. Yeah, she scuttles <laughs> forward, and you notice she is an alpha. She's a big donkey girl. Oh, her mole, her starfish, star nose uh, mole. Yeah, she <laughs> has those weird little mole hands, and she's kind yeah. of creepy, but she's also kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, moles are very, very, they have very, very small eyes, so she avoids your sword, but she does That's very sh- much. Put it away, which leaves me half blind, honestly. But yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, hey, yeah, big old chunky girl. Come on. Help me yeah. get your friends. Help me get your friends. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you yeah. like, uh, t- do you tell her to round up her friends? I do. Okay. So yeah. she grabs her side of the train and you notice mm-hmm. she's almost like a sheepdog. She kind of like communicates with them non-verbally with clicks, nipping at some of their heels and gets mm-hmm. them all to drop the worm smell and come to their positions. And you notice Blink very quickly comes along and starts attaching little lashings and, and you know, fixtures to make sure they're all strapped in. I, I look at Averin and I'm like, how do those moles work better than we ever did with Penelope and Brim and Alindra? Like, I mean, like, they're a better team already in their oh moles. Oh, God, mean. And also, it, it, yes, great but, team if you strap <laughs> everyone together and force them to go in a singular direction that is for your own locomotion? You, did you just compare all of our friends to, us. That's to all we ever did. Yes. yes, literally. Yeah, you're um, disgusting. You're gross. Larry, you're we're, gross. Still missing, we're still missing Larry? Go mm-hmm. rub your mole. Still mm. missing Larry. It's. I'm not interested in mole rubbing, not, not touching purple worms, I don't, none of that. None of that. And I go back to where he said Larry was. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, while this is happening, Averin, give me a perception check. I perceive a mean person. <laughs> That's why I perceive. Same. I'm staying very quiet for You're looking in the mirror. Same. Come <laughs> 11. Wow. I rolled an okay. eight. Ugh. You feel you miss it like before it's too late and you feel a tug at the back of your shoulder as your worm scarf is pulled back and you hear Blink say, Starla, no! And you notice Starla is trying to tug at the worm that is wrapped around your neck and is doing so successfully as you were kind of like pulled back by the momentum of her of her weight and her grappling. Okay, is the worm screaming? The worm is in distress, yes. She hasn't been able to like get her her teeth in it yet, but her hands are very much on it. Oh, we're about to lose a mole. I can sense it. I, ju- I just sense it. Mole down. Radagast is going to be so upset. <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking forward to watching Avrin pull the card. I'm going to cast Sanctuary on uh, Sir <laughs> Bisswalat. <laughs> I think that means it has to make a wisdom save. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you notice this happening and you cast Sanctuary. I want to give Avrin a chance to act since the mole is kind of Think you'd have to wait. Okay, Luckily, describe to me the pain that the worm is in. It's in distress. It's nervous. It's scared. Is it shivering? It's been, huh? Is it like it's, shivering? It's not shivering. It's more in panic mode. It's trying its best to like crawl to safety on top of your head. Yeah, I shoot it. I shoot that mole right in the head. Shoot the mole. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, I love mole. That's a twenty-two. That definitely hits. Can I reduce the damage? Um, you can always uh, designate damage as non-lethal damage. I will designate the guiding bolt as okay. certainly five points of damage. <laughs> Whoever <laughs> won't kill it, it will, however, light that sucker up and cause it pain. So now okay. it will have a dim glow around it. All right. As you do so, Starla lets out a squeal and jumps down, and some of the other moles start chittering and hissing at you, and blink 
runs forward and he says, Starla, no! I get right in the alpha's face. And I just go. The alpha isn't here. So it's oh, just a sorry. bunch of random no, no. All of them. I just start hissing at them like, <laughs> yeah. a, like a completely, like I'm You feel bonkers. like a I'm batting like, <sighs> on your side. Uh, as as sure enough, you you feel the tiny fist of Blink. And he's like, yo, bully, you hit Starla. And he picks Starla up off the floor and starts rubbing his hands along her her like smooth head. You're lucky I'm a bully and not a murderer. I could have easily just killed her. Well, she then good luck getting out of here. You need them. Do you need me to heal her? Well, you should heal her. You're the one who hurt her. She's just a mole. Look at my worm. My worm is damaged. She doesn't know that. She's a mole. She sees a worm. She wants to eat it. And the worm doesn't know it. It's a worm. But exactly. now your mole does know it. Watch your my mole try to eat uh... it again. Well, okay, but you're the one who put the the worm pheromone in the air. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, are you are you saying that my worm is to blame for smelling? I'm saying you're to blame. Hey, friend, it's a good thing that you care more about saving a worm that you just found in the last five minutes than Callie's father. Let's go. <laughs> you hear Freely's voice echo across the. <laughs> We're literally, literally looking for a mole right now because you like to scratch bellies. That's They're what's happening. They're giving us a ride. We are distracted by moles trying to eat my worm. Let's just, we, I do want to go. I do want to continue. But this mole tries to eat this worm one more time and I will permanently sever it from its own brain. He likes, he has, he's carrying his mole like a baby in his arms. And it's about almost the size that he is because he's a, he's a gnome. And he just says, I'm going to ask him. I cast Cure Wounds on it. Great it feels points. better. Starla feels better. And he strokes her, strokes her like neck and her underside. Poor mole. Poor worm. He angrily like starts to shuffle back to his, his now mole Now let's train. find your last mole. Well, your friend's already on the trail. And he motions towards Freely, who sure enough is like uh, attempting to head off in the direction that Larry headed off in. Trying. Um, mm-hmm. Sophia, do you have a safe place that you could put your worm so we could avoid any future confrontations between <laughs> your pets and his pets? Well, I was going to say maybe we should put Sir Biswalat back into the bag of holding. Um, that is not his favorite place in the world, but it will do for now if it will save its life. And she takes Sir Biswalat off of Avery and said, come on now carefully puts it back into the bag of holding. Thank you, Avon, for protecting me. I'm just like looking dead eye at the gnome. A lot of things can fit in a bag of holding. They can hold up to 500 pounds. Oh, is that a threat? Sophia's You're going to put me in your bag? Sophia's nods. Listen here, yes. whippersnapper. I've been around the block for a minute. You can try to put me in your bag, but then you'd be lost down here forever. Ask her. She knows. And he like points at Callie. These caves are treacherous. You don't even know what a flail snail is. These caves would eat you alive. We are not, those, we are not here uh, to interrupt. We are here to merely help our he knows, father. She speaks gnomish. I've been in those caves that are really mimics that end up being just a mouth that eats you. The, the, they are the A worst. mouth! You walk in, you don't walk out. You just walked into its belly. It's not fun, believe me. Uh, we are very sorry for the inconvenience. Toby Mick, they call it. It's a terrible thing. You're just there and then you're not. I had to pull one of my friends out of one of those ones and it was horrible. And he was probably I, half digested. 
it is a good thing that we were able to get to him in time. I'm certainly you not. You above-grounders don't know. You're they... all young and you think you're hot shit, but you ain't. These caves will humble you. They are incredibly useful and they're helping me get to my father. And so I'm very grateful for all like of their assistance. Thank you. I would you. like to say for the record that I would say something very witty, but I can't put up with Jasmine's character. Right <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to be serious and I just can't. Pretend Abrams is something witty and cutting. Because <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> You're going to get humbled down here. You'll get humbled. You'll get humbled. <laughs> I have a really good recipe for humble pie. <laughs> it's don't even know made what a mold. flail snail is. Freely is just summoning the largest cloud of worm stink possible. Like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Whatever, like, un uh, under, under dark horror comes for this, like, buffet yeah. of worms. <laughs> and this is how we lost Freely. We've got Sophia's artificer al alchemical enhanced purple stink. worm stink. And then we've got, like, precedent, we, uh, that word I can't say. This is the worst. Everything's coming for us. We're all gonna die. Meanwhile, <laughs> Callie and Blink are, are exchanging war stories. They're both sitting on a rock exchanging underdark horror stories. To I would say Callie you. is trying to keep an eye out, but yeah, more and more she is trying to be the the, the she influence. She says every like 30 seconds really loudly. Does anybody else speak Gnomish or are we the only two? Or are we the just only like... two, yeah. I, oh. I, I think I do, actually. I think both Sophia and I oh, do okay. for reasons <laughs> that are very oh. complex. No, um, I yeah. Do you it, okay? Then you would you would understand. Yeah, we're totally. Kelly is still. And he like, just head randomly on a shouts out words. Corpse flower. You know what a corpse flower is? They'll get you. They got tentacles. They'll get you. Corpse flower. She knows, and he keeps I, pointing back at her. I have been warning them that pretty much everything down here is dangerous. So we are very lucky to have met you and your moles. Even though I'm pretty sure your moles are also very dangerous. So, as are uh, you. Kendall, man, uh, we're, we're still looking for your friend, right? That's what's happening. Mm -hmm. By the way, you're like the most disgruntled person I've ever met at a yard sale. <laughs> like exactly one of us is looking for his lost person. Yeah, give me a survival check, Freely. We just have faith in you, Freely. We know that you're going to get yeah. the job done. The rest of us are Freely, just... you got this. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. fine. It's a 20, 21. 21. So with a 21, sure enough, you start to see the little tiny paw prints in the moss of one mole. That is like branched off from the rest. And as you begin to follow it, you notice it, a faint glimmer. The glimmer gets a little bit stronger and stronger. Uh, it, it is there through, through the mossy, rocky underground. And it's just a shimmering trail that, uh, that almost looks glassy. I hit Callie. Well, this psychic link, I'm like, might have a flail snail and the mole might be on the trail. Or also, it's probably something terrible because, quite frankly, we're due. And then I hit off after the trail. Oh, really? Okay. You're going to want to wait. Flail snails are very dangerous. And she'll out loud say to mm -hmm. everybody that freely has found your mole and a flail snail. And we should definitely follow Flail snail? Oh, okay, oh Link so jumps uh, on what? one of the the mole starts to take off after it. Callie will also it appears that we're on the uh, trail of the snail. Get her, girl! Come on, Gabby! And he like smacks the butt of his mole Please. and he takes off rapidly, closing the distance between himself and Freely. In the psychic calls, uh, Callie will say, "Please watch out for its tentacles on its head." 
we got yeah, us like, a flail snail and you see him pull out like a blunderbuss esque weapon and like get very animated and excited i'm oh, like yeah. i feel like that's just good life advice callie but i do keep following the trail He's to see because because ma- maybe the mole is hurt you know i guess we have to catch up uh Sophius is going to leave some kale on the trail for the flail snail just in case we might find some more also, uh, there was talk of a corpse flower. Is that something that I can pick on our way? You don't want to pick a corpse. She knows! And he points at Callie as he's like in the distance now, uh, closer to Freely than he is tall of you. And you notice Gabby is just fast. She's one of his faster moles, although she has the downside of spooking very easily. And as Freely, since you're in the lead, uh, you do notice as you kind of like, Go, you turn like a corner behind like some some like a like a like a formation of of taller rocks and you almost come to like a little round clearing here the there's a lot less moss and you notice more tracks of these like glassy things intersecting each other and uh you hear the sound of a of a distressed animal not far away i speed up <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, as you round the corner you see it you see four flail snails one of the flails comes out and Larry, and you could tell because of this big shiny arrowhead sticking right out of his head, it catches his arrowhead, but not him as he ducks and like hisses back bravely. Expeditious retreat is 10 minutes. I know time is weird down here, but mm-hmm. have, have, have 10 minutes elapsed since the oh, time? Oh, I think 10 minutes elapsed. Right. Yeah. Okay. For yeah, no, quite just, a while just making ago. sure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to perform the dodge action, but try and get in there and tackle him like a football and get him away from these snails. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I, but I do call the call. I'm like, found the mole, found the snails, and then <laughs> run in and try and save him. <laughs> yeah. So go okay. ahead and give me an acrobatics check. Uh, that is a 19. A 19. With a 19, you go rolling forward and you grab Larry like a football in you. He seems almost startled and then swoop out right underneath, <sighs> coming out of range of one of the flails as it snaps right behind your head. And Ugh. there you are. There's a there's like a, this is almost like a like a, a jutting sort of like outcropping into the rock. So you are now in this like half circle of sharp rock with your back to it and four flail snails around you. And then you hear it. Boom! Oh, <laughs> shrapnel goes flying everywhere and goes flying wide. Every, just about everything comes out of this gun: ball yeah. bearings, forks, random pieces of metal and rock, sharp pieces of, of of shells come flying out of the front of this blunderbuss, flying wide and not hitting the snail. And then behind the smoke, you see him, your good friend Blink, who's just like, "Get on out of here, Gabby!" And he like smacks Gabby on the butt, and she goes running back to everybody else, and he's like. I've got your back. We're going to feast on flail snail tonight. I Boy, drop yeah. Larry. I'm like, get on home, buddy. <laughs> okay. In mm-hmm. in Callie's remembrance of flail snails, does she know about things you're not supposed to do when you attack them? Um, Let's see. Give me a nature. Say, I'm, like, I'm like, guess who doesn't? This oh, guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I only ask because you said that I, that I knew stuff. Oh, but I yeah. rolled a five. So no, I have no idea. You okay? Well, we'll say that I'll, I'll give you some information. You do know that every once in a while, the snail, this flail snail's shell can emit a dazzling colored light. And if you do, if, if like if you get hit by this, it's, it is more difficult to hit. It almost emits a, a dazzling, glittering light. 
Mm. And the other thing you remember is that flail snail shells can make some very good things. Lauren loves flail snails, so I'm super excited. <laughs> but Callie in the call will say, Blink also loves flail snails. They're his favorite. Yeah. <laughs> really? Be very careful. That shell is mesmerizing and it, it can go off at any time. Uh, you might want to back away until we are ready. You uh, need goggles. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like we might be past that already. And you see him starting to pick up more random things from his backpack and shoving them into hit the front of his blunderbuss, like with this long pole and like with a feathery thing on the end where he's like packing it in. Oh, dear. I'm going to um, need a second as he's like starting to put more forks and rocks and pieces of shrapnel in there. Do you do want, I do, do I think? I'm sorry, no, because it, it could be relevant. Do I feel like these are beasts or these monsters? Um, these you get the sense are not beasts or monsters, but rather uh, almost elemental creatures. Okay, all right, sorry. Yes, Callie, you're about to say. I was going to ask out loud to Blink. Do you require these flail snails alive, or were you going to harvest their glass? Uh, are you there yet? Because I don't think he's inside your psychic link. He's definitely not. <laughs> I I don't know yeah. if I'm there yet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know how far ahead I was. I mean, do I yeah. do I do I well, feel like full, I... you'll get a you'll get a round of so here's how we're gonna do initiative actually. Let's <laughs> oh, do dear. let's do initiative. <laughs> okay. You don't sound happy. Oh no, Lauren is loving this. <laughs> I got thirteen. Thirteen. And we'll have a uh, free Lego first. Hey, all right. It's a, a 19 on the initiative, but uh, I'm, I'm already here. Yeah. Yeah. So, you get uh, a free action before that. Mm -hmm. Hey, OK. Um, do do I feel like do they seem clearly aggressive? Uh, yes. Towards the mole. Yes. Towards you. Uh, you're not sure yet. Uh, well, yeah, no, I, I definitely tried to try to send Larry away. Um, I'm going to um, that is probably not worth it. I'm going to. Um, just jump in in there. Jump in there on one of them. Like okay. pull my pull my short sword out and like aim aim for its head, uh, which that is a seventeen. A seventeen. Mm -hmm. That hits. Okay, I'm going to uh, I'm going to hit it and I'm going to smite it. <laughs> okay. And then the second one is a seventeen, uh, and I also will smite it again. <laughs> so. Okay. So um, a smite counts as a spell attack, correct? It is not. No, it is not oh, okay. an action. It is whenever, Perfect. whenever, whenever you strike, you can smite. Awesome. Uh, so that is six and three, just for the sword. Oh, sorry, that is a that is a nine and three. Nine just and three, for so the sword. 12. If it if it has any sort of mitigation, so I'm it giving is, it to you. It separate. is still magic, though. It's smites are magic. Yeah. Well, but what I mean, well, they for the damage type, yeah. But you can smite yeah. on multiple attacks. Is what I mean. Okay. So okay. I'm, yeah, I'm giving it to you separate on the off chance there's any sort of mitigation to account for. Awesome. Um, Did you say that you can't look at the flail snail's shell, or else it'll mesmerize you or something? It it will emit a bright light. I think that's all that Callie knows. Uh, and then six and eight on the smite. Six and eight. Yep. Okay. Uh oh, she's run so, off. As you do this, two of the tentacles <laughs> come slicing off, shriveling up with your smite damage, and you notice two of the tentacles fall off and die. Mm-hmm. How many tentacles are on it? It has five, so there's three I, left. I just yell out, no, this is going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's it for me. That's attack and bonus, but not reaction, so. Yeah. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Blink puts, you know, his gun is now loaded and he goes, I'll cover you, Larry. And he tries to help Larry uh, sort of retreat since all of these are kind of bearing down on you. And he shoots another one in the back. <laughs> his shot goes wide again, or rather it's ineffective against the glittering shell. Shrapnel goes flying every which way. Uh, you duck freely as a fork goes flying past your head. Let's see. So your attack went really well. So I'm going to go ahead and give uh, the mole advantage on getting out. Hey, right. hopefully it's distracted. And I got a nine. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. Nice. as the Sophia's. mole tries to like, you know, come down underneath, one of the flails juts out and takes an opportunity attack at it. Ooh. And it hits. <sighs> this isn't going to be good. Oh, God. I rolled really high damage, too. Dealing eight damage to the mole, sending poor Larry reeling as one of the flails smacks the side of his head. He goes scuttling and falls unconscious, kind of a distance away from Blink. And uh, Blink says, Larry, no! And he starts loading his gun again, once again, grabbing things from his pack and throwing them into the front of the gun and then taking his big pole and pushing them down. And is at this point that the rest of you come bursting into the cave and you see it. Four large flail snails bearing down on Freely, a passed out Larry with the arrow head sticking out of his skull, and a very furious Blinks uh, pushing down shrapnel into the thing of his gun. And that's when you see it. Two more flail snails coming in through the entrance behind you. And that is where we're going to call it for today. <gasps> no! <laughs> a swarm of flail snails. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's Blink's greatest day. I mean, this if is he a veritable it. treasure trove of snails. I, I only hope that we survive long enough for you to cook the meat. That'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> and the shell. Uh, also, guess who's basically out of spells? <laughs> this guy. I got, I got, I got two more, but that's all right. I'm gonna make him count. Make him count. It's all right. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be great. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love flail snails so much. They're so much fun. This is the this first I've ever heard of them. Episode. They're yeah, fun. I didn't, I didn't know. They're I don't know them either. Creatures, yeah. and you're gonna learn a lot about them the next time you come across these large mm-hmm. elemental creatures known as flail snails, the most underutilized D and D creature. Honestly, I've never oh, cooked awesome. with a flail snail before. I wonder how they taste. Escargot of the Underdark. Did you see the escargot? The escargot. The, the, the <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna ask car get got. Listen, yep. these es- caves will humble you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very prepared to be humbled by snails. That is, that is. Mm. I, I was afraid it was gonna be this, or it was gonna be uh, some of the the mushrooms that try to shriek at us. Either way. <laughs> well, we're not. We we still got plenty of time down here, so you know, there's there's still plenty of time for terra bad stuff. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to all of it. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me today. I had such a great time playing with you all. I hope you and the audience had a great time as well. Jasmine, you're awesome. So excited to see what trouble we get to in the Underdark. More than this? (laughs) (laughs) More than a pack of flail I hope this is just the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) Thank Uh, you, Jasmine. This is awesome. Of course. Thank you, Jasmine. This is such a great game. Let's go around and get some introductions going. B-Day, where can we find you and what do you do? 
B. Dave Walters, I say words about things. Uh, I got like something very special I'm working on that hopefully I can announce on Friday. Yay. Uh, but I'm somewhere seven days a week. Let's see, it's Tuesday. Uh, Thursday, there's Ascension uh, in the day on Roll for it. Then Thursday nights at five is Dungeons and Dragons of Dark and Wish on twitch.tv forward slash DD from five to seven. Uh, and then I'm doing stuff on Friday and Saturday and then stuff that I don't even know if I can tell you yet. So I'm doing things. Just follow me at B. Dave Walters and you'll know where I am. <laughs> awesome. Lauren? I am the community manager for D&D Beyond. I'm going to be on a show tomorrow where I, I'm going to be playing Averin's role, except with way less witty things to say. That that character is nowhere near as witty. Uh, you can find me wherever D&D Beyond is. Awesome. Todd? I love hot dogs. <laughs> it's true. He really loves hot dogs. Same. About- I might need to have a hot dog for dinner, maybe like a chili cheese dog. What about kielbasa? What's your feeling on kielbasa? No, no, yeah, no, no. He likes. That's he garbage. He used to like kielbasa. I used to make it all the time. Yeah. But now you're just straight hot dogs. All right. Straight hot dogs now. Yeah. <laughs> kielbasa with Dijon mustard is the best. Ooh yeah. Nope. Against God's plan. <laughs> Megan. <laughs> hey, I'm Megan Kenrick. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Megan Kenrick, and I like learning how to cook new things. Very nice. And uh, I'm that bronze girl. I uh, stream six days a week on Twitch. And I also sometimes make uh, interesting slash funny Twitter videos. Uh, I've been on hiatus for a little while, but uh, I'm kind of back. I'm slipping back into things. I'm also going to be starting up a new Iron Sworn co-op campaign on my stream soon with my good friend, Josephine McAdam. It's very uh, Black Adder inspired. So if you like that style of storytelling, it's, uh, it's good omens meets Black Adder. Uh, so we're gonna have a great time can i just say that i had a friend of mine tune in while we were who'd never seen this show before and was like i love your dm she's so smart and i love her voice i'm like yeah i know like she's just describing terrible things and i just love listening to her i'm like you can eat me it's fine keep talking jasmine yeah she does have this very charismatic way of explaining your exact death Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. I, I look love forward to the inevitable end because it'll yeah. be very well narrated. Yeah. yeah. Daisy's final victory. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I did not mean to be mean about the worm, but I just feel like moles would love eating worms. Maybe I'm totally off base with no, that. They're total garbage. Hedgehog... They're... No, was... Moles are the worst. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, my hedgehog is... used to love eating worms. And I was like, oh, maybe they're like giant hedgehogs, in which case, like you just happen to pull out a worm, and I was like, "Oh, this is perfect because this is the mole episode." <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, I, I totally I understand. I figured something down here. Uh, the show is canceled though now, so <laughs> please really, call this people episode. Hate worms and <laughs> can we just call this the mole episode? Can that mole be the episode. title? I was gonna name it Mole People. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are the mole people, though. Or we are now. Worm. Yeah. Yep. We are the, the early, now I feel early like it should be the underdark the will humble you. That's true. There, there it is. <laughs> it'll, it'll humble you. Or just the episode is it'll humble you. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm really surprised that I wanted to save a worm. <laughs> like I was, I was more than willing to. Eat. It'll humble you. It'll humble you. I was willing to eat a plesiosaurus, but I wanted to save. A I gotta worm. tell you, once a once a worm is puppy sized, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see that the, the the larger they get, the more adorable I think they are. Especially like the the moles that have the starfish nose. I think those things are yep. adorable. Mm-hmm. Starfish moles. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, moles are uh, kind of cute. They have weird hands, but other than that, they're cute. Their hands are upsetting. Yeah. Their hands are adorable. Yeah. The hands of moles, possums, raccoon. Have you ever looked at raccoon hands? Yeah. They all have creepy also, hands. Yeah. 
my uh, my my dad Spread actually uh, mm-hmm. had a raccoon because you know the south. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the middle, lived in the middle of nowhere, and every can he like left, and his whole apartment was destroyed because it mm-hmm. it just took the lids off of everything. Yeah. Yeah. We had a whole bunch of thumbs are cats that thumbs are evil <laughs> that we would feed. And we would put like a bowl of water out for the outside cats and the raccoons would come and just wash their paws. So we had to like replace the water every few hours. It's terrifying. They're so smart. They like mm-hmm. to keep their, their hands clean. You've yeah. seen the cotton candy video, right? Yes. I feel so it's bad. It's so sad. It, it breaks my heart. I didn't understand. The raccoons they- always wash their food for those of you who haven't seen it. And there's like a yeah. raccoon at a zoo that gets like its hands on cotton candy and then it puts them in the water to wash it and it disappears and it's just like, like it's like he doesn't understand what happened. Like, no, why would it's you do like, it? Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> yeah, it's just like washing its Aww. cotton candy and then it disappears. And it's like I, I imagine that zookeeper thought it was really funny at first, and then was like, "I've killed." It was an probably the soul. first raccoon that ever had gotten a hold of cotton candy, and it lost it immediately. And cotton True. candy is so fragrantly sugary that that raccoon is probably really excited. Just like, that is yeah. like smelling the ultimate the... nightmare scenario for a raccoon. Yeah. Yeah. Smelling all that sugar, and then it's just gone. It's like that dissolving pizza. It's like someone delivering pizza to your house, and there's no pizza in it in the box. <laughs> See, I didn't I realize this was something so sad. I didn't yeah. realize this was a Call of Cthulhu stream. That's weird. Like, <laughs> Everyone in chat, pun. you get psychic damage. There it is. We never left the Shonies. That's what. That's Daddy, what you're telling me Daddy. out of all this. Next hot dog, Avon picks up. It just dissolves in his hands. I will play a new character, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Narrator voice, that was a lie. What, if, yeah. what <laughs> if hot dogs were the weakness of Avery? Like if what do you mean a they hot are? Dog. No, for real. Yeah. no, but like you, if you ate a hot dog, your armor class goes down. No, don't even, Jasmine. Listen, the nothing my wife says. My wife is full of nothing but bad ideas. And deceit. Yep. The hot dog is a lie. You will be undone. Well, it's a lie, but it's a lie that we all tell to ourselves. <laughs> the cake is a lie. Yep. Yeah. Listen, depends on what kind of hot dogs you're having. Hebrew I know. Well, I know yeah. your Hebrew nationals. Stop, yeah. pu- stop pushing the Hebrew nationals on me. Never. Never. <laughs> There's a food, cow- food cart out in Portland that serves like a lot of different hot dogs. And I had a crocodile hot dog from them and it was amazing. I've had rattlesnake and crocodile. I've yeah. had in Los Angeles. There's a very, very fancy hot mm-hmm. dog place. It's probably not even there anymore, but they serve you like all kinds of mixes. They're mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Rattlesnake was very good. Yeah. Rattlesnake is wild. Yeah. Rattlesnake yeah. is wild. I mean, yeah. let's face it. They're all, they're just trying to get us to eat the hot dogs, but it's true. Fun. It's fun. to Not know. like that domesticated <laughs> rattlesnake hot dog. Uh, yeah. Not that, that everyone's feeding you. Not one, one of those, you know, those free range rail snakes. <laughs> I'm also kind of a fan of those those weird like gourmet hot dogs. Like we used to have this place called Po Dog that was in Seattle that went that yeah, was just I, I love that. that place. It was a hole yeah. in the wall and it was just uh, like Does anyone know the hot dog king? No. No. He had a he had a little cart out down in Union the Union District and he got like kicked out because like there was too much money like he couldn't get more enough permits because there were so many restaurants downtown in seattle and he was the hot dog king and him and his partner were like serving up hot dogs all the time and they were like really good in uh all the hot dog places get shut down diggity dog got shut down too which is a korean hot dog place that Uh, was in greenwood oh 
And yeah. they would do kimchi and bulgogi dogs. Oh, like, oh and they God. spiral oh, cut them. So weird. Yeah. Oh. No, we're going to be here all night. We got to There's the worst place. Say, the worst like, place is Vestal Ram. I, I was like, uh, I hate to be that guy, but for Will's sake, our back office goblin who will never say anything. We should Will, stop what saying hot words dogs so do you like, Will? Sleep. Yeah. But put in the chat what hot dogs you like. It's true. Do you, so prefer, do you prefer whole hot thing? dogs or sliced hot dogs? He's like <laughs> the one I'm going to go eat when you people stop talking and let Viral me, let me go. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We will see you <laughs> next night, everyone. For another Thanks for episode. listening to Silver and Hot Dogs. <laughs> Silver and Steel features Jasmine Bueller as Dungeon Master with players B. Dave Walters, Megan Kenrick, Todd Kenrick, and Lauren Urban. This podcast is pulled from our live stream, which airs on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash dndbeyond. It's produced by William Box in association with DND Beyond. Find out more at dndbeyond.com.